you this morning. It's good to be found in the house of God. It's good to be found in the presence of God this morning. And if you've got a Bible today, can you please turn to Joshua chapter 1? Joshua chapter 1. And we're just going to read Joshua chapter 1 verse 1 to 9 this morning. Joshua chapter 1 verse 1 to 9. And we're continuing in a series that we started last week called A New Beginning. And we're going to journey through this book of Joshua. But before we start to really dive into this book, it's good for us to get a context. It's good for us to understand the background of this book and who Joshua was and the land that the people of Israel were entering into. And so we're going to continue from the message last week. This is part two of the message last week. So Joshua chapter 1 and verse 1 to 9. And it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the laws my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it from the right to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. You know, last week I shared that I believe that this is a new season for us as church. We believe that God is going to do great mighty things in this church we have holding on to the promises of God that the latter days will be greater than the former days and we see here that this was a, a new journey for the children of Israel they were about to embark into the promised land into the land that God had sworn to their ancestors they just left they had left Egypt they were in slavery in Egypt and they had been traveling around the desert for 40 years in the wilderness and now God was raising up this new successor to Moses, Joshua. And he was going to be the one who was going to lead the people of Israel into the promise of God. And we saw last week, we began to discover about Joshua. The Joshua, he began, he was born as a slave in Egypt. And then he became a soldier in Egypt. We see that he was a mighty soldier. And we see that this was part of God's preparation for Joshua. That God had been preparing, preparing Joshua for this very moment to begin to lead the people of Israel into God's promises. You can imagine how Joshua must have felt. He must have been frightened. He must have been afraid. He had some big boots to fill, didn't he? He, he had to succeed Moses, the one who led them through out of slavery, the one who had seen the Red Sea parted, the one who had called on God and brought the ten plagues upon Egypt. God had done great things through Moses. So I'm sure that Joshua was quite worried. He was quite afraid. But there's this promise that keeps coming back to Joshua. And that is, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you may go. 
And thank God that our God is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. The God of Joshua is our God as well. And he is a God who says, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for I will be with you wherever you go. And we'll begin to see this this morning. So this morning, we're going to look at the next three stages in Joshua's life. He was, first of all, a slave who went on to become a soldier. And we're going to look next at Joshua, the servant. You know, in Exodus chapter 24, verse 13, it says that Joshua is called Moses' servant or minister to Moses, which, which in, indicates that after Joshua, just after he'd become a soldier, he was now uh, Moses' official assistant. He was official assistant to the leader of Israel. We see that Joshua, he accompanied Moses to the mount, and when he went to judge the people for making the golden calf, you can read about that in Exodus chapter 32. You know, it wasn't good enough that Joshua, it wasn't enough that Joshua to be a good warrior he also had to know the god of israel he had to have a living relationship with god if he was going to succeed moses if he was going to lead the people of god into the promises of god he had to have a living relationship with god and he had to know the laws that god had given his people to obey and we shall see later on as we go through the book of joshua that joshua's victories it didn't come because of the skill that he had with the sword but joshua's victories came as he submitted to the word of God and as he submitted to the God of the word. We'll see that. It says in Joshua 1 verse 8 as we've read this morning. It says, keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So from the outset of his ministry, God was saying to him, if you want to be successful, Joshua... You're not going to overcome the enemies in this land. You're not going to see great things if you try and do it in your own strength, in your own ability. But it's going to come as you put your trust in me and as you obey my word, as you trust in my word. May your word be always on your lips. I know I believe that God would say that even to us this morning. Uh, do we meditate in his word enough? Are we in his word enough? You know, I feel and I believe that sometimes we go through many difficulties and struggles and we don't see victory. We don't get, get out of those victories because we don't meditate in God's word. We don't obey God's word. We're not in his word enough. Because when the storms of life comes, what are we treading on? Or what are we trusting in? You know, when we trust in the word of God, when we've got God's word in our hearts and always on our lips, no matter what storm may come against us, we have faith to believe that God will deliver us, that God will be with us. You know, I've known him many times in my life when I've gone through difficulties and circumstances. God would just, as I've read his word, as I've meditated on his word, in difficult times, that word would come back. And that word is a source of strength for me through difficult times. It is a source of guidance through difficult times. And that's what God was saying here to Joshua. If you want to be successful, Joshua, you've got to obey the word of God. But you've also got to obey the God of the word. You know, during Israel's wilderness... During the Israel journey, they'd been in the wilderness for 40 years. They were just going around for 40 years after they'd come through the Red Sea, after they'd come out of Egypt. They were just wandering around. And Moses, he set up a special tent just outside the camp where he could meet with God, where he could spend time in God's presence. And God's presence would come and it would fill that tent. And you know, it was Joshua's responsibility to guard and to stay at that tent. And we discover, as you read about that in Exodus chapter 33, verse 7 to 11, you'll see that Joshua, he was not only a warrior, but he was also a worshiper. And he knew how to live in the presence of God. 
This was a leader who not only knew about God, but he had an intimate relationship with God. He was someone who worshipped God. Life's, his lifestyle demonstrated that, that he was a worshipper of the living God. You know, worship isn't just coming up on stage and singing a few songs. Worship isn't just songs. Worship is a lifestyle of surrender to the Lord, loving the Lord and seeking after the Lord. And we see that Joshua, he was someone who learned to live in the presence of God. He knew that if, God, that if he was going to take on this task, he had to live in God's presence. Every day you'd spend time in God's presence. And that's a message and that's a lesson for us. That if we want to know God's help, we need to spend time in his presence. You know, the first value for us as a church is Gateway Church is a presence of God church. We long for his presence as a church here. But I pray that we would be a people who hunger after his presence in the quiet place, in our everyday lives on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and Friday, that we would spend time in the presence of the Lord. You know, Joshua, he was jealous, not only for the glory of God, but also for the honor and the authority that Moses had. And you know, this is a good characteristic to have for a servant. And it showed up when God sent his spirit on the 70 elders that Moses had chosen to assist him in his work. You know, when the Spirit of God came upon Eldad and Medad in the camp, two men who had not assembled with the other elders at the tabernacle, Joshua, he protested. And he asked Moses to stop them from prophesying. Joshua, he longed to be used by God. He longed to be filled by God. And you know, God, he longed to know the presence of God. So Joshua, the, the third thing that we discover about him, he was Moses' servant. He was Moses' assistant. He served Moses before he ever got to a place of promotion, before he ever had an opportunity to lead. He was an assistant. He learned how to serve. And you know, that is the greatest thing about the kingdom of God. If you want to go up in the kingdom of God, the way up in the kingdom of God is to serve. It's to be the lowest of the Lord. Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who made the heavens and the earth. He humbled himself and came to be the greatest servant of all. He is our ultimate example. And we as the people of God, if we long to be great in the kingdom of God, then it is not by having talent, it is not by boasting, it is not by opening doors ourselves, but it is simply by serving and allowing God to open up the doors. As we learned last week, promotion comes neither from the east or the west. Promotion comes from the Lord, as it says in Psalm 76. If you want to be great in the kingdom of God, then be a servant to all. Serve people, help, give your hand to something, to the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, if we are to see God's promises come to pass in this place, then we need everybody working together as the people of God, serving one another, loving one another, helping in ministry, serving one another, so that we can reach out and be more effective and see in the kingdom of God advance. It's not just coming to church and sitting in the pews, but it's serving, giving your hand to the work of the Lord. And we know that God blesses that, God honors that. And so Joshua, before he ever became to that place of authority, he learned how to submit to authority. He was a servant. Fourthly, the fourth thing that we discover about Joshua is Joshua was a spy. Joshua the spy. You know, when Israel, when they arrived at Kadesh Barnea on the border of the promised land, they'd been wandering around the wilderness for 40 years. When they arrived on the border of the promised land, God commanded Moses to appoint 12 men to go and scout out the land, to spy on the land of Canaan. And Joshua, he was amongst the 12 who would go and spy out the land. You know, after 40 days of investigating the land, they'd gone out to Canaan, they investigated the land, they sussed out the land, the territory. After 40 days, the spies, they returned to Moses. And they reported that indeed the land was a good one. But you know, 10 of the spies that came back 
discouraged the people. And he discouraged them by saying that Israel wasn't strong enough to overcome the enemy. That there were giants in the land, that they wouldn't be able to overcome all the enemies in the promised land. But there were two spies out of those 12 who said otherwise. And those two spies were Caleb and Joshua. And they encouraged the people of God that even though the enemy might be great, that God would be with them and that God was greater and that God would give them the victory. And Caleb and Joshua, they encouraged the people to trust in God as they entered into this new land. The battles would be great, they would be fierce, but God would be with them. So put your trust in God. But sadly, we see that the people, they instead, they listened to the faithless 10 spies. You know, it was an act of unbelief. It was an act of rebellion. And as a result, it delayed the people of God entering into the promise of God for 40 years. It stopped them from entering into the promise of God for 40 years. Because they did not believe that God would be with them. That God would fight for them. That God would give them the victory. And you know, as a church, I believe this with all my heart. That if we deceive God, I believe that God is going to do great and mighty things. But may we not stay where we are. But I pray as a church that we would trust in our God. There are going to be battles that we're going to fight that are going to come our way as we believe. As we're believing for our community, there are going to be difficulties that are going to come our way. The, the enemy is not going to just sit down and say, okay, Gateway Church, you take on Abraham and you take on Abadir and let God have that. The enemy is not going to do that. It's going to be a difficult task that lies ahead of us. We've got unsaved loved ones who don't know Jesus and we all know how hard that it is to diff and how difficult it is to witness and to share about God. We know the pressures and the doubts that the enemy might put on us. We know sometimes in reality that the ministries that we have in this church might struggle. That numbers aren't what they are. That people aren't on fire for God. But you know, I want to encourage us this morning. To just as Caleb and Joshua encouraged the people to put their trust in God. I want to encourage us. Put our trust in God. Because God has got great things for this church. Every battle that we might face, God is going to be with us. Because he has declared that the latter days will be greater than the former days. We can trust in the past. We, when we look back on the past and all that God has done, that can be a, a strong firm foundation for us to believe that God is going to be with us in the future. That God is going to be with us every step that we go, every step that we take. So I want to encourage us as a church. Let's not be afraid to reach out to our community. Let's not be afraid to trust in God and His leading and guidance because I believe that God is going to do great and mighty things. So let us not look at our circumstances in the natural this morning. Let's not look at our ministries in the natural this morning. But let's decide as a church that as we journey into this new, uh, as we go into this new chapter as church, that we will put our trust in God, that we will follow our God, that we will trust in Him. God's going to do great and mighty things. And let us put our trust in Him. And that's what, that's what happened here. They missed out on the promise of God because they didn't trust in God. You know, the ten spies, they looked at God through the difficulties. But Joshua and Caleb, they looked at the difficulties through what they knew about God. They perceived, the people, they just saw the difficulties and they thought, how can God do anything about these? But Joshua and Caleb, they saw God and they knew who God was and they thought, right, even though this is difficult, I know that God can do great and mighty things through this. I know God can help us in every battle that we might face. Their God was big enough for the battles they lay ahead. Our God is the same God, and he is big enough for every battle that lies ahead. And personally as well, maybe you've come here this morning and you're facing battles that nobody else knows about. In the secret place of your heart, there are difficulties. You fear, you're afraid to step out. You feel discouraged, you feel alone, but know this morning that your God, our God, is big enough for every battle that lies ahead. 
We celebrate the communion. Our God is the victory. And the enemy wants to whisper in lies that you can't do it, that you're defeated, that you're discouraged, you're not going to get out of it. But I want to encourage us that God is big enough. Every battle that we might face, God will bring us through it. As he says in Joshua there in verse 9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. You know, the amount of times I've rested on that verse. I'm trusting in God for that verse. And you know, God has come through every time. God is, I know his presence. I know his help even in and through my life. You know, but the people, they didn't. They rejected God. You know, the incredible thing about this is that Joshua, he wasn't afraid to stand up to the majority. Even though he was outnumbered. Even though everybody else was saying, yeah, we shouldn't enter into the land. He knew who God was. And he wasn't afraid to stand up to the majority. Joshua, Moses, and Caleb, they stood alone. And they risked their lives. But you know the incredible thing about it? Is that God stood with them. Because they placed their trust in God. You know, it's been said that even one person with God is a majority. And that is true. You might stand alone. You know, society today is bombarding us and saying us, why do we believe in these things? But society will tell us to live for the world, to live out any way that we want. The majority of our society these days are atheists or agnostics. They don't believe in God. You know, this once was a Christian land and it still is by name, but it is not by action. It is not by our lives. This land isn't. And we as a church today, the true church of Jesus Christ, we are in a minority. But we must remember that with God, we're always a majority. When God is on our side, we know that no matter what might come against us, no matter what people might put against us, that God is with us. I know it would take that kind of courage for Joshua to lead Israel into the land that God had promised them. Because the enemies that they would face, because of the difficulties that they would face. You know, can you think about that? The amount of years the people of God missed out on. They missed out on 40 years of entering into the promise of God just because they didn't trust in God. And I pray that as a church, we wouldn't miss out on 40 years, another 40 years of that promise that God has given us. I believe with all my heart, it's too long since we've seen that promise. And it's too long that we've waited on that promise. May our unbelief not stop us as a church, but may we trust in our God and say, God, we're trusting you for this promise. I pray that we will see that in our time and in our generation, that we will see the promise of God come to pass. I long to see, and I believe we'll see people come and know Jesus week in, week out. I believe in that we will see the sick healed week in, week out. I, see, I believe in that we will see those who are bound delivered week in, week out, because I'm trusting in the promise of God. And I pray we wouldn't miss out on that promise just because of unbelief, just because of apathy. I pray we wouldn't miss out on that. So Joshua, he was a spy in the land, but he trusted in God. You know, you can imagine for Joshua and Caleb, day after day for 40 years, they saw the older generation die off. But each day they knew it was bringing them closer to the promise of God, to the promised land, into Canaan, trusting God. So Joshua, he was a spy. And the last thing, as we come to a conclusion this morning, Joshua, he was a slave who went on to become a soldier, who then was a servant of Moses, who went out to spy the land, who trusted in God. And finally, Joshua was ready. Joshua, the successor. You know, throughout the whole wilderness journey, throughout all of Joshua's life, God was preparing Joshua for his ministry to succeed Moses. God had been preparing him. You know, when Israel defeated Og, king of Bashan, Moses used that victory to encourage Joshua.
to not be afraid of his enemies. You know, it says in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 8, this is what Joshua says. Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 1 to 8. Then Moses went out and spoke these words to all Israel. I am now 120 years old and I am no longer able to lead you. The Lord has said to me, you shall not cross the Jordan. The Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. He will destroy these nations before you and will take possession of the land. Listen to this. Joshua also will cross over ahead of you, as the Lord said. And the Lord will do to them what he did to Sihon and Og, the king of the Amorites whom he destroyed along with their land. The Lord will deliver them to you and you must do to them all that I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him, In the presence of all Israel, be strong and courageous. For you must go with these people into the land that the, swore to their ancestors to give, that the Lord swore to their ancestors to give them. And you must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. God had been preparing Joshua for this moment. And Moses here, he says, Joshua, it is now time. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. God is going to be with you. Everywhere that you every step, place that you go, every place that the sole of your feet treads, God will be with you. God had been with him as a slave in Egypt. God was with him as he was preparing to become a soldier. God was with him as he was Moses' aide. God was with him as he was servant, as he was spying out the land. God was with Joshua. And he could use this and he could trust in God as he went forward. And God, God encouraged Joshua there. And Moses, he told the people that God was going to use Joshua. Moses encouraged Joshua and he reminded the people of the inheritance that lay before him. And so there Moses, he laid on his hands upon Joshua. And that spiritual power that he had, he passed on to Joshua. God came upon him. And now he was ready to lead the people of Israel into the promised land. You know, like Moses, Joshua, he was a human. And he made his fair share of mistakes. He wasn't perfect, as we'll discover. He wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But yet he was still God's chosen and anointed leader. And the people of God knew this. You know, it says in verse 17 of Joshua chapter 1, it says, Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. The people knew that even though this guy was human, even though he had his faults, that God had chosen him, that God had called him. And so the people backed him. They trusted him and they knew that God would be with them. You know, the secret of Joshua's success, as we'll see in the next couple of weeks, was his faith in the word of God and in the God of the word. That's the secret to his success. And you know what? I believe this with all my heart. This is the secret to seeing our success for our church. Is that as we trust in God, as we trust in his word, as we trust in his direction, as we trust in him and put our hope in him, God will lead us. Then you will be successful and then we will be prosperous. It's not Luke Morgan's ideas. It's not our church oversight's ideas. We are seeking for God's ideas. We're seeking for his direction above all. Because we know that when God is leading, God is guiding, then we will be successful. Then we will be prosperous. 
Because as we've said in the vision of this church, the vision of this church is that Jesus Christ is the head of this church. He is building this church and we believe in his promise for this house. And God's word to Joshua, be strong, be courageous. I believe it's his word to us today. Be strong and courageous. For the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. That workplace, your home, that situation, that difficult situation that you might be facing, know this morning, be strong and courageous, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now next week we're going to look, just before we start diving into this book properly, we're going to look at the new land that they were about to enter, the land that God has given them, and the new life that was waiting ahead of them. But trust in God this morning, that he is the one who will lead us wherever we go. Put your trust in him, trust in his word, meditate in his word, seek his guidance, and we can know the blessing of God in our lives. Amen. Shall we pray? Jesus, we thank you.